Randy Brutal, talking at ya. When I'm on the road, I pass the time between matches, snapping to Slim Jims, and listening to the Sean Geek Podcast, which I download off of SeanMcGinnity.ca. That's the Sean Geek Podcast, downloaded off of SeanMcGinnity.ca, brother. Oh, yeah. A slap back yeah it's like it's like half a second and then it just comes back oh, oh there it's gone oh is it yeah what'd you do i nothing <laughs> i just i just sat here wow something must have clicked i'm looking at the controls going well i've got the uh the part that's all the way down to prevent the slap back but um the auxiliary huh Okay, because that's what I've got you plugged into. That's that's that whole setup thing where you have to kind of get, oh, yeah, get get it uh, get it in. Plus, this is my my new board, so this is a little bit different, but ah. kind of the same. The other one I haven't. Uh, it came back actually repaired. Really? Yeah, it came back repaired. I um, I got an RMA number. I sent it to is it Ontario somewhere, and then they sent it back repaired. I still haven't pulled it out of the box to test it because I got my other one all set up, so <laughs> it's kind of a backup now. Oh. Yeah, that'll be a, the be part of the on-the-road kit. <laughs> nice. You need an on-the-road bag. Uh, yeah, I do. It's a, it's one of those, uh, the luggage thing with the um, with, uh, with the wheels at the bottom. Like a, like a mini carry-on? Yeah. Well, like yeah. regular luggage with the, uh, yeah. with the handle. It's just, it's the big one. Like the same one I brought yeah, to, yeah. The, to Keycon, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, because you had your luggage yeah. for that. I remember now. Yeah. So. So, how many days have we been, oh, have I been locked in? In, li- in isolation? <clears throat> yeah. Well, I don't, it, it seems longer. Then it probably is, what, been what, like two weeks? <laughs> There's two weeks, uh, three weeks. It seems like a month and a half, but I, I don't, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. Every, everything changes day by day, so it just kind of, um, I know, it's, it slows everything down, I guess. It's just yeah, slow. I, I know I was, I was home. I was working from home before everyone else was. So it's been longer for me than most people. Yeah. Because as soon as, you know, things started getting weird, the boss is like, okay, go home. You can work from home. You're set up, right? I'm like, yep. And that was it. Yeah, that's uh, that's a... That's, so it, I, I think it, I had a week and a half over everyone else, I think. Yeah. Yeah, you're lucky you were able to do that. That's, uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it is pretty cool. Yeah. I like my new office setup, too. So um, what I've been doing... 
is I try to get down like an hour early. Mm -hmm. And if, you know, if I don't have to work early that day, I will set up my, um, set up my Scrivener, which is what I do my writing in. It's uh it's like a word program, right? but like it's super word. And, uh, because I've got a three, three monitor setup, mm -hmm. I'm able to do my writing with three screens, which is actually really helpful because oftentimes I'll have a reference when I'm doing stuff, I'll have a reference open of, you know, of, of a, a room that the scene's taking place in or, you know, the city or um, there's a whole cast of characters in a particular scene. Mm -hmm. And usually what I do is I have all that stuff open and then I'm doing uh, uh, alt. Is it alt tab to switch between the different windows that are open? Okay. But now I can just have everything open up on my right screen. I do my writing on the middle screen. Mm-hmm. And then I can have a secondary resource open on my left screen. So I, it's much easier to write in this office setup. Like, wow. if anything, this has made the writing easier. Easier, and yeah, because and I have to have a big table for the three monitors mm -hmm. to handle them. So I actually, um, and they're all they're all kind of like against the wall because they're not right in front of my face. Mm -hmm. So I have a big space to open my printed version of the book so i can actually with all my notes wow. i did a physical edit right on an actual physical copy right so i have that open so it's like it's comfortable because usually i'd like i'd have the written version on my lap <laughs> under the table and then i would sit back and, and flip through the pages and then you know it was just a little bit more cumbersome so your workflow is a lot better now way better yeah you don't have to way stop better. and think and move and then flip a page and then you lose your thought everything's right in front of you, you just kind of like yeah flow. exactly yeah well, you can do a whole thought without being interrupted <laughs> yeah exactly because like oh it's like oh what's what, what's what's that person's uh hair color and like and i just you know look to the left right or to the right depending on where, where i'm using and i oh okay there it is because i'll have the because usually i use character reference pictures as well mm -hmm. so if i'm like describing a particular person in a scene i've got that picture open up on one of the other monitors and then i'm like oh, okay so if i'm you know describing something like i've got everything there it's i don't know hmm. i wonder if that's how professional writers do their thing you know are they just working off one monitor or are they using multiple i'd be curious well the days of the typewriter um <laughs> they probably wouldn't but nowadays i guess with all the being able to link multiple monitors together i'm sure it makes the workspace a lot more uh, user friendly yeah and most people i think are writing in front of a screen right like no, nowadays no, no. like they're yeah, not, nowadays they're yeah. not, it's not a typewriter I mean, <laughs> you have to flip the page up and go what did i write unless you're uh unless you're mick foley you know mick foley the wrestler yeah He's written um, at least three books, like kind of biography books of his wrestling career and stuff. And he writes them all on longhand. Like written like, by hand? Yep. Yep. So he he would travel, you know, from arena to arena, show to show. And he would have his big freaking, I don't know, binder or whatever he was <laughs> writing in. Low tech. And I'm like, if that ever got lost, man. Yeah, that's that's the 
That's the kicker. Yeah, you don't want your luggage. You want that on your carry-on. <laughs> yeah, oh, your God. Whole, your whole life's work on the oh, my God. written out on paper. But then again, yeah, it, it's just as easier to lose everything on a tablet or something if you lose a tablet. So, Yeah, but I mean, what I do is I have backups. I use Dropbox and yes, I've got backups everywhere because... Always backup got... your work. <laughs> That's right. Always, always. Um, have you ever lost anything because you didn't have a backup, like anything precious? Once. <laughs> yeah. What, what was it? Uh, you know what? It was probably so long ago. I think it was just, it, it was just something, something, it was just something in general. It wasn't anything that was, that it was like, oh my God, my life is over, over type thing. It's, it's uh, my life's work, but this was more of, um, uh, experience, you know, when you experience life and things happen and you readjust, yeah. well, that's pretty yep. much, that's pretty much what happened. And ever since, and anytime if I do a word document or I start an email or I always make sure there's a, there's a draft that's saved or there's a copy that's saved. And sometimes, and depending on how important it is, I'll save it in two different spots because I'll have it uh, either. Yep. I mean, I mean, now they have, they have Dropbox and, and, and your, uh, all the clouds, whether you're Apple or, uh, I mean, your Hotmail has a cloud. There's clouds everywhere. So you can always put it up there. Um, so you don't have to worry about any physical piece of equipment that you have that you're, that's gone missing. So, I mean, I've got, I've got hard drives that are old that I've kind of preserved, just not, I'm not running them because of being that they were 10 years old or something, because if something happens, because I've got stuff on them on to keep. But then when the hard drives got bigger, like the terabytes and stuff, then I then what I did is I, I transferred uh, what I had on my old drive to the new drive, but I kept the old drive because, like I said, you never backup. know, right? There's your backup, yeah. Yeah, and I don't have, you know. Uh, were you were you ever were you ever doing stuff on, like pre uh, pre that? Were you just burning shit to CDs then? What do you mean? <laughs> like. What I was doing is I was actually making data CDs mm-hmm. as backups all the time. Right. Um, I've I would uh, maybe once a year. What I would do is all my programs, my favorite programs or, or whatnot. I would uh, burn them on a disc and then I would have them for later. Yeah, and, like but, the EXEs or whatever. Yeah, like just kind of programs that. I would download and some files and stuff, and then I would just kind of write on the disc, and then I would put it on the shelf and then then i would have a hard copy of it kind of sort of thing digital copy so I, i'm not too yep. sure what what the deg- degradation period is of discs because they've been out for how long of how long have they been out now <laughs> oh my god that would be would it be the 90s late late 90s yeah i'm, I'm not too sure what the because i know as time <clears throat> went on i'm sure they found easier ways to manufacture them making the the metal thinner in between the plastics and whatnot yeah um and i know that when i used to um say backup movies and stuff that i had i would use these discs sometimes they would work sometimes they wouldn't yes and the, the and because they're cheap discs, it's like how much information do you want to put on here that's important to you that you want to hang on to? You just made sure I had my TDKs or my, you know, all these, these other brands <laughs> that I would hold TDK. on to. That's a that's a name brand. That, are they even around anywhere? <laughs> TDK. Uh, TDK. Memorex and <laughs> Memorex, especially Memorex. Yeah. So Memorex. Yeah. 
Yeah, so those ones I would like the brand name ones I would keep, and then the no name brand ones like the blank ones and stuff. Those ones I would put, you know, whatever. If it if it wasn't a big deal, I, I would burn them on there. But uh, but nowadays, I mean, you buy a laptop nowadays. Uh, sometimes they don't even come with uh, with the discs. They're they're just no no. Well, yeah, mine doesn't. It's all USB now because it went from okay. Well, now you have to have uh, was it the floppy drive. Um, and then went from the floppy drive to the hard drive. Oh yeah, you'd have to have a flop. You'd have to have the um, what's it called? The three point. Uh, one point four four, I think, was the one point four four. That was the newer one. Like the bigger mm-hmm. one was the old discs, right? Yeah, the old floppy. Right, and then the smaller floppies, and then I kept the smaller floppies, and I had programs on them, and I kept them in a case and whatnot. And then when you upgraded to a different computer, at one point it was like, oh well, they they don't come with these. The, the readers for discs anymore, yeah. anymore, so then you had to buy an external yeah. one if you needed one, and then they've then they went to CDs, and then they went oh well CDs, and then you went to DVDs, and then DVDs mm-hmm. went to Blu-ray, and uh, I mean I, last couple of years I can't remember now five years ago I mean the last laptop I bought was a, a DB there were DVDs they weren't Blu-rays because Blu-rays were like really stupidly priced <laughs> oh my god yeah you can buy a Blu-ray player now for like thirty forty bucks. The only reason I would buy one now is if I have a, a TV that's not a smart TV and it had that stuff built in. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I don't really have a use for it. I, I, I mean, I've got old Blu-rays that I've got in, in boxes downstairs, and it's like I'm never gonna I'm never gonna watch them again. If, if I want to watch it, I'm sure it's either on Netflix or, you know, it'll be on somewhere where I can actually watch it. So, it's. Uh, I remember there was the big there was the big controversy with the Xbox three not controversy but uh, with the 360 that was around at the advent of the blu-ray and it was a dvd the xbox was a dvd mm-hmm. uh only did dvds but it also did um i think it did another format as well because there's a double layer to the tray of a 360 did the 360 play with blu-ray or that didn't quite come out yet no 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 it didn't and then um, I remember the PS was doing Blu-rays, and that was the big, you know, kerfuffle between the two companies. Right. And people were picking, you know, the PS over the Xbox 360 because, well, you know, we can do Blu-rays on ours. Exactly. So then there was talk of a backwards thing. You could maybe buy a Blu-ray player to hook into your Xbox. But then it's like, why don't you just have a Blu-ray player then anyway? But Blu-ray <laughs> players back then were like 400 bucks or yeah. whatever it was really expensive and you could buy an attachment for your xbox for you know 250 bucks <laughs> <laughs> you know when you bought your 360 for like 300 bucks you know it was yeah it, it was a really weird it was a really weird time because i remember i'd want to i wanted to get a blu-ray player mm-hmm. because you know blu-rays were the thing and you know the quality was like was you know vastly superior because that was a massive step up step up right from dvd but it's like, do I just wait? Because I'm sure, you know, they keep talking about the new Xbox and the new Xbox will probably have Blu-ray, but who knows? You know, and I kept waiting and waiting and waiting. And then finally, when the Xbox One came out, it wasn't playing Blu-rays. And I'm like, I waited all this time to buy a Blu-ray player and it doesn't play Blu-rays. Yeah. And I was, I was pissed. Yeah. There's... But then what I found, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. What were you saying? Well, I was going to say then, like, I found out you had to download a program, but it wasn't available yet. An emulator? So you had to download this. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a, 
so it could read the blu-ray but it didn't have any it could take the blu-ray but it couldn't read it so they eventually designed a program called blu-ray player which was you know the actual b-l-u-r-a-y right thing and then you could read blu-rays on there but when it came out it didn't have stuff that's the thing it just didn't have it was like it was released but they didn't I guess the plan was to keep expanding and adding to it. Right. But I had a big problem with Blu-rays. I'm like, well, f I was like, screw you. I'm not buying Blu-ray. <laughs> you know, I kept waiting and waiting and waiting. Right. And then, uh, you know, it's like, I'm not going to buy a Blu-ray player that can't play video games. Like, it didn't make sense to me. Right. Because we use our Xbox for everything. Well, the, that like, was... that's our smart TV. Yeah, there was one point where I was looking into the xboxes and the, and the playstations and, and trying to figure out okay which one is which is the one to get so mm -hmm. there, there's just there's there's some subtle differences between both i mean the, the game wise i think both uh, formats would cover certain games so if you say if the, they advertise the game on tv it's available on you know yeah it's just like when you're buying records records cassettes whatever type of thing and depending on the console that you had. Now, the thing thing was is you already had the Xbox. So it was like, well, okay, well, I can get the Xbox. But then it's like, well, then you have to buy a membership. And I'm thinking, membership? <laughs> that's that's the whole... <laughs> you know, we talked about that a few times. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've bought... I bought the regular Nintendo, the Super Nintendo, the Wii. The, I've never ever... Uh, the Was it um, the Sega? What was it called? Sega, uh, Sega Genesis and yeah. all those things. And not once was there ever, you know, you had to actually buy a membership every, play, you know, pay a membership every month. Like whether it sat there collecting dust or if you were actually playing it. So, I know the PS, their big thing was, hey, we have something like that, but you don't need it to play the games. That was their big uh, claim to fame, but I I don't think it works like that now. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, uh, so that's why I always stuck with PC. It's just it's just cheaper. <laughs> so you just buy a better unit for yourself to be able to play the games. That's that's the most expensive part. But once once you have it, it's good for a while until the games yeah. jump to the point where you know a new console comes out and it just leaps and bounds from the last model. So so what do you think of my uh, my morning my morning voice this is my this is my morning voice. <laughs> it's very deep <laughs> is it soothing? it's very deep <laughs> my soothing voice. i finally i finally got my voice back i, I had lost it uh <laughs> i was like wow yeah <laughs> so um did it get stronger say something yeah, it's stronger. Uh, yeah, it, every time, like w when we were doing the dome stuff, mm -hmm. that actually made my voice a lot stronger right. in, in different ways. So you break it down, it builds back up again. You break it down, yep. it builds back up again. Yeah, so I've actually been doing, since this self-isolation thing, I've been hitting the gym three times a week. I'm following a workout. I just downloaded a, an app called Dumbbells. Dumbbells? Yeah, it's just called Dumbbells. And um, I, I've, I'm just using, I'm not using my, uh, my bars. I'm just using my dumbbells and my bench. And I have got a nice little gym set up here. So and are you still doing your, uh, was it DDT yoga? DDP? DDP. I'm doing it. I'm doing it when I feel like I need to. Like if I start to get really tight mm -hmm. 
or sore or whatever, I'll do it. I'll do a DDP workout. That's DDP yoga from Diamond Dallas Page. <laughs> I'll do one of those just to kind of stretch myself out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting, like all these weight workouts. Like I looked at a bunch, and and I've tried a bunch over the years, and all these weight weight workouts. Um, none of them have abs in it, which I always thought was weird. And none of them have stretching exercises, hmm. which I found weird. So, you know, all my years of doing slinging weights around, I've never bothered stretching. It's like, the hell? So if you go in cold with with this yoga thing, is the yoga that is, is what warms you up or is that the part? Yeah. That's... Oh, yeah, yeah. No, so it's, don't, it's all part. Like... So you don't need to then? You don't need to do anything. You put your DDP on, you grab the workout you're going to do, and it, it takes you through everything. And it covers – the DDP is pretty good is that it covers your your whole body, mm-hmm. like even, even biceps and stuff. But it does weird – I don't want to get into a whole exercise thing here, but, but it, it – Use compound actually, movement. Does it use compound movements? So it's, it's working yeah. more than one muscle oh, yeah. group at a time? Yes, correct. Yep. Okay, so that's in the, in the yeah, in, it's called dynamic resistance. So you're supposed to be doing, um, you're supposed to be flexing through the entire movement. So if your arms out straight, you're supposed to have your your fingers extended and kind of flexing out with your fingers. Mm-hmm. So that means like your um, your wrists and your forearms and your and your bicep tricep is all supposed to be flexed while you're just holding it out straight. So you start there and then you move your, you know, your arm over your head and you're supposed to be, you're supposed to be flexing. The, the idea is you're flexing through, you're, you're flexing and doing a movement while you're flexing. Really? Which is called dynamic resistance. So the idea is that you're working a whole bunch of muscles at the same time. I mean, in dynamic resistance, it's not like doing weights. You're not you're not going to bulk up like you would if you're doing weights, but... So is that like negative it, reps type thing, but not quite? Yeah, yeah. It's the idea of, of a negative rep. You're flexing on the way down. Right. But this one, you're flexing on the way up and down. Yeah. Because you're not you're using really through the entire... any weights. You're using yeah. your own body. Exactly. And that's because that's more natural. Like your body's controlling it yourself and there's not an extra weight. You're less likely to get hurt. Mm-hmm but you're also, you're stretching the muscle out through the movement as well. So it's incorporating a stretch as well. Cause if you're, if you're flexing your bicep and your arms out straight, it's stretching that bicep out. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and if you're moving it through this whole range of motion, um, the biceps stretching out in multiple different points at the same, you know, as you're going through that motion. So it's not just the dynamic resistance part of it is like, is the key. And I thought it was just malarkey when I started. Like this is just dumb. Like that's the word. Like, of the I day. mean, you and I would. Well, you and I would go to the gym, man. We're slinging weights and we're insulting each other as we're working out and we're pushing <laughs> past the pain thresholds and all this stuff. And mm-hmm. and then you do this, and he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna get you jacked, brother." <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like, and all I'm doing is waving my arms up around my head and shit. I'm like. Ooh. <laughs> Who the fuck is this guy? Put your hands in the you air know? like you just don't care. <laughs> and he's got, uh, I, I don't know, and the music's horrible and... Um, Cheesy? 
Oh my god! Well, it's, like, 90s, he, like <laughs> when you start out, when you when you start out with anything, doesn't matter what you do. Mm-hmm. If you're starting out with something and you need background music, but you're not a musician, you're, you're going to just grab something, right? Right. I need some with the like beat. you know people. Yeah, like people that start podcasts, like we know a lot of these guys, and they're like they're just using free light, um, open license uh, songs, mm-hmm. and yeah, they might be able to luck out on you know one that doesn't sound half bad. But the majority of them are going to be shit. It's like, you know, Zamfir and shit, you know? <laughs> so, I mean, that's unless, what he's using. Unless that's what it's you're just using. Oh, whatever. <laughs> if you want to be relaxed. <laughs> <laughs> when you're trying to pump up and work out. Z- Zamfir makes me tense. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, my neck muscles just cramp up when I hear it. No. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so the music's, it's bad. But, I mean, the one I have is, it's, like, the one that he put out, like, originally. So now, you know, now that he's made, like, a gazillion dollars on it. Because mm-hmm. once Joe Rogan put his name behind it, um, then it's, like, it, like, it blew the fuck up. Like, it was blowing up, like, um, maybe through accident or, or not. But he did a lot of, DDP did a lot of right things in getting DDP promoted. Um, you know, like his tagline, this ain't your mama's yoga, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and, and just shit like that. And, and, you know, he'd always incorporate his, uh, his saying from wrestling where he goes bang and everything's called the, the diamond cutter, you know, he's just oh, yeah, he's named after name for fucking, all, yeah. the chains. Oh all. yeah. He's, well, he's got shit named, like he's, he's always name dropping wrestling stuff in there and it, and it makes it cheesy as hell. Now, has he copyrighted Which, any of these terms? No, no, but he's friends with all these guys. <laughs> um, but, you know, he does the his diamond cutter. He just makes a diamond with his two hands. He puts his his uh, four fingers and his thumbs together, and it looks kind of like a diamond, but it looks more like an ass or a, <laughs> or a heart or something. And he would, before he'd do his diamond cutter move, right. he, would, um, he would do that symbol with his hands, right? Mm-hmm. So... In the workout, he incorporates that into it because, okay, I want you to put your thumb together and your forefingers together, and I want you to put it to your chest. And it's like, okay, are you just like promoting your wrestling shtick right and now? You're promoting the yoga. Yeah. yoga. Like, and how a, is this? And a help? one and a two. <laughs> and then, yeah, I and just then exercise my fingers and my wrist. There we go. <laughs> but you know, he does. He's like, okay, put it to your chest and then push out using the diamond cutter move. And it's like, dude whatever like all that being said like he he rehabbed himself through that like his body he's got like fused discs in his back he's got uh, discs in his back that don't have the uh the spongy fleshy stuff between the bones like Mm -hmm. he's he's missing a bunch right and by doing the deep (laughs) yeah and and you know just years of taking bad bumps and stuff right but um he talks about it, you know, his interview on Joe Rogan is actually really, really good. Like Joe Rogan's like kind of cuts past the mystique and, you know, and talks about stuff. And Joe Rogan actually cried in that episode. Really? It was like, yeah, it was, it was really crazy. But, um, you know, he's, he's functioning and they're like, you need surgery, da, 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 you need surgery, you need surgery. And he's bypassed the surgery. And I mean, you look at this guy move and he moves like a, like a cat yeah you know but what 
he the, the idea is that if your body is injured it will find ways to repair itself so his muscles in his back are supporting his spine um not the same as you or I would because we have functioning backs but mm-hmm. because he's missing stuff in his back his muscles have um built around the damaged area to support extra support where it's needed mm-hmm. and keep him functioning right so that's how he's avoided surgery. Same thing with Chris Jericho. I had the same thing. Like they said, surgery, surgery, surgery. And he's like, he did DDP yoga for a while. And, you know, and because of the dynamic resistance thing, it builds muscle in a different way. Dynamic like, resistance. Yeah. <laughs> DR. We're going to do some DR rows here. <laughs> oh, kind of funny. <laughs> um, I, I, took under, I took you under advisement here. You're uh, Tiger King. Okay. Did you watch it? I'm three quarters of the way through episode two. <laughs> okay. So you just scratched the surface. <laughs> well, I'm like, the first episode is like, okay, well, this, it's kind of interesting and mm-hmm. it, it's redneckish. Different. And yep. it's like, oh, oh God. Yeah, like, sure. I, I hate all those reality shows, pawn traders. And yeah, those ones I'm yeah, not like, too interested like, in. Like, like, all these. And I'm, I'm I'm trying to be politically correct here, but the rednecks, right? And you're supposed to fall in love with them because they're rednecks, but then they say and do things that, you know, they're people I would never associate with because they're actually not very good people. You and know, you know who would have been as, a perfect person to narrate that show? Jeff Foxworthy. Oh yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, that yeah. would have been perfect. That would have been right up his alley. <laughs> Could be his neighbor. Who knows? Huh? Yeah, yeah, you never know. So I was like, uh, you know, that that's kind of like as soon as we hit redneck territory, I'm kind of I'm deterred right away. It's like, <laughs> ah. like, yeah. But everyone keeps talking about it, and then, and then your your endorsement on it is like, okay, finally, I'll give this thing a freaking shot. Yeah, you, you, and, you uh, have to go in a few episodes before you kind of go like, what the hell? <laughs> well, it was interesting, okay, and interesting enough, but it's like, I don't know if I'm going to make it through. I don't know how many episodes there are, but, I, like, there's, you know, I'll give it another episode try, and then at the end of the episode one, he's in jail. And like, what? <laughs> like, four years later, and he's in jail. Like, what? Like, so very smart editing, yeah, like deciding on to, you know to have that there, because like, okay, now I got to see what happened. Like I I don't know, and then in episode two, um, where there's the accident, you know, one of his employees has an accident with one of the animals. Yeah, it's like uh okay, well now, now I'm intrigued. And now we're talking about. <laughs> now there's... Well, it's like okay, it, it's like watching Dang. a car crash. Yeah, it's totally watching a car crash. It's not good. And I, I I already determined, like, I don't like any of these people. Right. Like, I don't. Like, there's nothing to like. Like, they're all... <laughs> no, they're, it, it's... So far, they're all deplorable. And I don't know if they ever have... Anyone ever gets redemption in this show where it's like, you know what? Here's a good person. I haven't found one yet. Well... But, I mean, I'm yeah. only two episodes in, so... Yeah. But I'm assuming there's going to be a cliffhanger <laughs> at the end of episode two to make me watch episode three... Uh, can't remember offhand, but j- just in general, the whole it's yeah. As it goes on, it's just more things are revealed, and you're like shaking your head, going, "Oh my god!" Like it's almost like 
let's take all this information from all this different stuff and we're all going to compact it in one show. It's like, it's almost unbelievable. Yeah. But not really. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it, it's that's that's what's kind yeah. of intriguing, and and I'm sure. And when you said, like you said, like they film something and then it's like two years later, if that's the case, at what point did they said, you know what, we're going to make a documentary with this guy with the lions? Uh, started how many years ago? That that would have started how how long ago? If say two years, yeah. and then plus the other time. So so say three four years, for example. Okay, so say Netflix or whatever wants to make a show. What are you going to do? Ah, uh, I know this guy out in you know. Out in the boonies there, who who has a bunch of lions, and there's more lions in captivity than there is out in the wild, and and we're gonna do a documentary on this guy. So they find this guy who's, he, well, I don't want to give it away, but he, he's just he's got so many different hats. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 weird. It's one of those type of people who can't sit still, like mama. Yes, was. like you, you, there's no grass growing underneath. They're always on the go, always moving, right? Yep. So that's, I think that's what it is because of his type of personality. That's why he's done so much. He just can't stop. He just go, 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 go. Yeah. He's, he's country music career. And like, <laughs> it's like, what the? Well, he had a paramedic thing on at one point. I was like, Oh, look, he's a paramedic too. <laughs> yeah. He has he's a, a paramedic jacket on. Yeah. yeah. He's a lion like, guy. He's the? a paramedic. He's, he's, you know, he does all this stuff. It, it's crazy. I don't know. It, it's fascinating. The, the opulent living uh, that I'm seeing with some of them is like what? The? Yeah, well, you got multiple wives, like, and everyone has like a freaking mansion. Yeah. yeah, and that's on his property. I'm like, how much money are you fucking making? <laughs> or <laughs> are you support. just spending? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, there's polygamy. There's everything. It's it's just one big ball. <laughs> so it's funny because I watched this because I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna finish watching what I'm watching and then I'll I'll jump over to that. So I came over from, I was watching. Um, I gotta look it up. What it's called? Um, it was on Church of Scientology. Uh, Martin Theroux, I think the guy's name is. Oh, you still there? Yep. Okay, it's just started talking. Um, I'll look it up here, just so I get the name right. Cyan, and I highly recommend this. Like you're, I think I've watched a couple of Scientology type movies. Oh, I put sexology. Oops, <laughs> it's a whole different. Sci- movie. <laughs> yeah, a whole bunch of depths of movies are coming. Oh, it's called My Scientology Movie. My Scientology movie. Add that to your list. Like honestly, it, it's it's just one. It's like that's on Netflix. Or an hour and a half. Yep. My Scientology. Yep. My Scientology movie. Okay. Yeah, I, I can get into that. It, it, it and it's an hour. It's I think it's an hour and a half or two hours or something. So I, I watched it over a span of like a week. You know, watch twenty minutes here, fifteen minutes there. Yeah. Some of these. So, to say some of these religious things is 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 uh, oh, I lost my train of thought, but <laughs> it's it's um, yeah they're interesting to to watch. Uh, between that and politics, um, yeah, sometimes you shake your head, you go, "Oh my god!" <laughs> some yeah. of these people and yeah. some of the followers from these politicians, you kind of 
you know, ask them a simple question, they can't really answer it. And they can't really give you a reason why they're just, they just follow the herd type thing. But yeah. Crazy. So I watched that. So I, I'm going to backtrack. So how I get to where, where I'm watching now. Okay. Um, so after watching that, I'm like, okay, I can watch this Tiger King. So I was watching the Scientology thing before, and it's basically about this guy. I was like, okay, you know what? I want to do a documentary, and he's a British guy. I don't know why that's relevant, but um, well, how old is this movie? I may have I may have seen. I that think already. it's. I don't know. Is that when they hold the bars and whatnot, it's got the some type of a static type of thing to read your body or. I don't know. They they do a whole bunch of weird stuff. I just found another documentary on Satan. Okay, anyway, um, <laughs> Satan. <laughs> Satan. So so anyway, so he's just this British guy. He's like he's kind of fascinated with, and he always like everyone's always trying to slam the Church of Scientology. He's like, I want to have a different approach. I I want to come at it from a non-biased, non-hateful. You know, see if I can find like the good things about the church. So open your mind and just let it flow, basically. Yeah, yeah, like, you know. Yeah. So he starts doing the documentary, and while he's doing the documentary, all this weird shit's happening, like, throughout the whole thing. So instead of just being a documentary about Church of Scientology, and he's trying to point out, you know, the good things the church has done, mm -hmm. a bunch of other things start happening while he's making it, and this documentary ends up being about that. So it, does so, one, so it does a 360? Well, it ends up not being, uh, he, he's trying, like, he's he's a, I don't want to say typical British person. Um, but he's always like, you know, if you ever watch Death at a Funeral, he's kind of like the guy, he's never going to cause a ruckus, and he, he's always going to be polite, and, and you know, I, I, I just want to film the documentary. Right. Let's do this documentary, and. Well, you know, he's just like nice about it. Like he's not being a dick. Like he's not, you know, he's just, you know, I'm just going to make this film and then these things keep happening. And it's like, you keep thinking that he's just going to like lose his shit because of all this <laughs> stuff happening. But he's just this nice British guy. And he just, it, it's really fascinating. It's it's interesting. Like his, he had a, a plot going in and then he's like, oh, I have a good idea. Let's recreate you know, let's recreate some scenes from, you know, known footage that we've seen and let's cast actors and recreate these scenes. Mm -hmm. And it just goes off the fucking rails. <laughs> and, and he's, you know, he's the Brit guy who's just trying to keep everything together and not lose his shit. Cause you know, British people never lose their shit. Right. Like that's kind of the general idea. You know, he's that polite stop or I'll say stop again. Exactly, exactly, and that's what he's doing. And then these people just keep getting in his face, and it's like, what's going to make this guy fucking pop? Like, it's very, <laughs> very, very entertaining. Like I, and then after you know, despite what he was trying to do, the people that kept interfering with his film, mm -hmm. they made the film about something else. So it's interesting because he was actually trying to do something nice and something good, right? And some people came in and, and, you know, chop blocked them and made it end up being, you know, something else. So it, it's really, really interesting. And just, I, I was just laughing the whole time. Like this poor guy, like he's just trying to make a fucking documentary. <laughs> he's not trying to ruffle any feathers. And so, so when you say he's trying to ruffle his feathers, when you, when you say they're trying to do something else, what exactly do you mean by that? 
I don't want to give it away. Oh, okay. Is I it really still, don't want to give it is away. Is it still regarding the actual Scientology itself or just, oh, yeah, oh, they yeah, just yeah, kind yeah, of no, go no. off the rails talking about something totally different? Yeah, yeah, no, it's the Scientology itself. It stays in the same realm. Okay. Yeah, because I'm a, I will say this much. The Scientologists get involved in his movie. Okay. So they're so basically, I, they probably don't want him doing it. So that's probably why it's getting off the road. Yeah, I'd I, I really want you to watch it and I want you to, like, I want you to come back. Okay. And then we'll talk about it because I'd really want to get your perspective on it because it, I haven't seen a documentary like this before. It's like, it's like, I don't know if you ever saw there was um, the documentary uh, that Bret Hart had done mm-hmm. uh, called Wrestling with Shadows. And it was, uh, um, the whole point of the documentary was they wanted to chronicle, you know, six months in the life of Bret Hart, like what it was like to be Bret Hart. He was the champion and the time he was, you know, the kind of the, he was kind of like the top wrestler in the world and, and all this stuff. And, and it was just supposed to be a documentary of like what it's like to be Bret Hart. Yeah, he was kind and of then, a Hulk Hogan on his time. Well, uh, well he was the yeah, successor to Hulk Hogan yeah. more or less, right? Like he was the, where, you know, where the industry changed and they're not looking at the big, giant anymore they're looking at you know the guy who works hard and you know the, right. the little guy who you know overcomes everything a little less like, uh, fluff and flashing lights and and more technique and, and flashy stuff. uniforms and, yeah more, more yeah so, it was more yeah, technique it yeah. was it wasn't about gimmick it was about you know i work really hard Content. and i'm the best <laughs> yeah right so halfway through um the whole thing with WCW happens and then the Montreal screw job happened in the middle of the making of this documentary. The Montreal screw job. Yeah. You're not familiar with the Montreal screw job. No, that's, that's, oh. a, that's a new one. It's a good documentary. I don't know if it might still be on Netflix, but it's probably one of my favorite documentaries and I'm not a big wrestling guy at all anymore, but um, basically he, it was during the WCW WWF wars mm-hmm. where WCW, you know, they had the NWO and all that stuff. And for the first time ever, WWF wasn't number one. Right. Like it wasn't the number one wrestling. All of a sudden, you know, WCW was the number one and they had, you know, they had all the, all the heat and they had all the, like they were doing great. Yeah. They had all the competition. They brought yeah, in. Well, they took, they took Hulk and they took Macho Man and they took Roddy Piper and like they took all the old legends right. and bought them all. So then all of a sudden WCW is the, you know, is the number one thing. And then Bret Hart's the champion in the WWF, which is now having declining ratings because <laughs> they don't have the big names anymore. And then, so the, it talks a lot about money and stuff. But anyway, um, what, Bret Hart wanted to do was he didn't really want to lose the belt. He didn't want to have a clean loss. Right. Like on his last night and his last night was going to be in Montreal. Right. So I want to, I just want to, you know, I want to leave with dignity. You know, I always wrestled with dignity. I always, you know, upheld the business. I always, you know, I never, you know, I, I was always a good champion. I did all the stuff with the kids and, children's hospital foundation like he, he did all those things like he did the things you're supposed to do as a champion right which is represent the company in, in a good light he did all those things like probably you know better than you know the only person that did as much as he did was hogan like he was a really great champion right 
in in that regard because being the champion is not just wrestling it's all the stuff you do outside of the ring all the promo stuff you know, after all, yeah with the kids all the promo and... stuff but then yeah like they do a lot of donation stuff and they give a lot of time to you know children's health network and like there's tons of stuff like well the wrestling did all that i think wrestling back then when it was all flashy was mm-hmm. a very big uh brought in a lot of the younger audience yes um so and he's part of that generation right so that when they would go out and they would do their tours or visits or hospital visits or anything like that it, w- it was a big deal like it wasn't like if you if you had say ufc for example it's just kind of just raw there's not really yes. any you know i'm going to come out with uh, you know these uh, sequence type things with all these sparkles on it this, no no these guys go in and they just fight it would be like having a person in that league coming to visit the kids going first of all the kids probably don't know who these people are because they don't watch it because it's violent right more violent than yep. wrestling which is supposed to seem violent but in a not really a playful manner, just just in a cartoonish, just a different, just a different realm. It's, yeah. it's just not. not it's the it's same. more friendly, more for more friendly for kids. It's, like, it's more like a violence, super. It's like it's like superheroes that, that you, you're Warner watching. Brothers, yeah, if you're watching Spider Man or Batman or whatever, and they're fighting, it's almost like that type of fighting. It's not a yeah brutal ballet. Know, yeah, ballet. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. So that 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 appealed a lot to the to the kids and 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 the work that they did was was great. And uh, so, so at the time to, so WCW would just, they, they broke the rules of wrestling. They, they were, uh, they were breaking kayfabe, 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 I can't remember how it's pronounced, but basically they were, you know, the rule is you never open the curtain to how we do our job ever. Right. I'm a bad guy. I hate that guy. But behind the curtain, you know, we're drinking buddies. Yeah, we're, you know, you never. We share the same dressing room. <laughs> well, exactly. Like they, um, back then wrestling was, you know, you don't, you don't break kayfabe. And kayfabe is, you know, the word they create for always pretend like everything is real. Right. But what happened when the WCW thing was building is three guys left, went to WCW and on air they said yeah we just quit wwf and you know i wasn't happy over there and you know they screwed me over or they held me back like they they were breaking that not fourth wall but they were basically letting the fans into how the industry actually works behind the scenes which hadn't happened before right so and they were violent and it was much more aggressive and it was much more adult oriented they're you know they weren't really catering to the kids anymore and then hulk hogan has a big swerve where he becomes a bad guy and yeah becomes hollywood hogan <laughs> and all this so the, the barriers were breaking down and because of that bret hart who's still wrestling you know as a world champion and he's you know doing all the things for the kids and you know, he's maintaining this image and no one ever sees behind, you know, behind the curtain. Mm -hmm. He was still maintaining that, but it was losing favor. And Vince needed a champion that was going to be able to compete with WCW, which was pulling the curtain back more. And Bret Hart doesn't do that. Like every match is real for him. You know, that's, that's what he treats it. And he never breaks, never breaks face on it. Right. So, um, WWF was not being able to afford to pay him anymore, so he was he got a deal to go work for WCW. 
And he said, I don't want to do it. And then Vince basically said, well, you should go because I can't afford you anymore. But, I, you know, because he made a deal with Brett and he had to break, break the deal because he just couldn't afford it. Right. So, but I think, you know, Vince McMahon also knew, like, I can't, this isn't the type of wrestler I need right now in this environment. Yeah. Like, I need younger guys. I need to push younger guys. I need to be more aggressive. Right. Um, like, this was when wrestling, WCW was going to, or WWF was going to, um, they called the Attitude Era, where there was, you know, lots of bras and panties matches, and, you know, it was, it was going <laughs> down the the really, uh, what was common denominator side, which was entertaining, but it wasn't, it was less entertaining for kids. Right. You know, where kids were going to school and saying, suck it, and, you know, all that shit. Yeah. So anyway, so on his last night in the company, he's like, well, I, you know, Bret Hart still held to his ideals. He never really changed much. And he's like, you know, I want to leave. I want to either, you know, um, I don't, I don't want to lose the belt. I just want to, you know, you can, I can lose by disqualification. And then the way the contract works is after a pay-per-view, you do the next night which is Monday Night Raw, and then then you'd be done. Right. So he says, you know, we, there can be a disqualification, then I can just drop, I'll just drop the title. Like, I'll just give it back on air and thank everyone for their time. And right. you know, he wanted to do it in an honorable way. He didn't want, you know, even if it was a disqualification in a match or something, like he just didn't want to, he wanted to, you know, Tarnish his leave reputation on a good note. Yeah. yeah, I didn't want, yeah, his reputation was so important. Let's stay on top. But, and Vince is like, well, I need you to lose. So then they find an opponent for him, and it's Shawn Michaels, who he hates. He actually hates. Right. Shawn Michaels was back back then. He was he was bad news, man. He was lots of drugs and um, temper tantrums backstage. Like he was like completely unhinged. Like behind the scenes, he was completely unhinged, and he got suspended so many freaking times <laughs> for for many different things. You know, not being safe or or whatever. But anyway. Mm-hmm. So he was going to have to lose and lose the title to Shawn Michaels. And it's like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, you know, so anyway, so he kept saying, no, I'm not going to, you know, have a, have an interference, have someone run in. Um, the referee doesn't see it. And I lose the title that way, you know, right. Like he doesn't, he didn't want to lose it on a mano a mano thing. Right. Not on skill. You know, if I'm going to, if I'm going to lose someone's, you know, going to hit me behind the head with a chair or something. And then I go down and he pins me like that's what he wanted. And they just couldn't agree and they couldn't agree. Make so better headlines that way too. You would think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was his, you know, so anyway, um, and part of Brett's contract that he had, which no one else had was he en- ended up taking a pay cut, but he had more creative control over his matches. So they couldn't change the details of his match. Mm-hmm without his permission. So he had like, he had to sign off on everything and he wasn't going to sign off. So it was, it was a strange situation where, what are you going to (laughs) do? Like, you know, so in the end, Vince McMahon and one or two other people decided how the match was going to end. And they didn't tell anyone else, including Brett. Right. So anyway, the screw job was, uh, they're fighting the match 
Shawn Michaels puts Bret Hart in his in Bret Hart's finisher, which is the um, I can't remember what it's called now. Sharpshooter. Okay. So he puts he puts Bret Hart in his move. Right. And then you know Bret Hart typically, if he's putting the finishing in a in a in a move that's it's not a finishing move, but it's like um where someone taps out. Right. He can't handle the pain anymore. Bret Hart would never tap out of his own finisher. That's one of the things probably in his contract or something. But so anyway, so he's there and, you know, Shawn Michaels is putting the move on him and he's like, okay, well, you know, this is probably where the run-in is going to happen. But instead, Vince McMahon tells the bellkeeper to ring the bell. Oh, wow. So he rings the bell and he said Bret Hart tapped out, but he visibly didn't tap out. Like nothing happened. Right. Like he's just... Vince McMahon just oh no 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 he just he just he tapped out. <laughs> so Vince McMahon was at ringside, um, and uh, at that point the the referee ran out of the building, ran to his car, and drove away. <laughs> he was he was terrified because he promised Brady wouldn't screw him over. Oh shit! And he didn't really. No, but... well he's following orders. I mean, he's still got a job yeah. to do. So he he ran and left. Uh, there's another guy that ran and left, uh, Cornette, who was there, and he was a behind-the-scenes guy. So he ran, went to his car. They were the first two people to leave the arena. And then Bret Hart gets up, and he's like, "What?" you can see him. He's like, what the fuck just happened? He's confused, yeah. And then he realizes that he lost the title in, in the ring, and he starts to like, he starts to lose it. He's yelling... Um, at Vince, who's, you know, ringside. And then he just, he spits in his face. He's the biggest loogie I've ever seen. It spits in his face. Right. Um, and said, you screwed me. This isn't what we discussed and blah, blah, blah. And, and then he goes ringside and the, where the announcer's table, he just starts trashing stuff. And he takes all the equipment there, the stuff you're not supposed to break. Right. And he starts breaking and there's like, uh, I can't believe he said like they're fifteen thousand uh, dollar pieces of equipment. He's just ch- chucking them and throwing them and breaking everything. Right. And he's like, screw like, and he never broke kayfabe. Like he never, he never said he was going to WCW. He never said anything on air. Right. It was all behind the scenes, and you know he never broke the that wall. Right. And then he went in the ring and and. He did movements with his arms to show he's going to WCW. So he just like kind of drew in the air WCW and he was like, fuck you. And he was like, <laughs> well, Hey, the ratings on that one was probably pretty high. So that's all that uh, McMahon was so, probably worried about. Yeah. So anyway, so that was the Montreal screw job and that's, it's one. Of, so after that, because he broke character right, and he kind of, after that wrestling really went for okay we know everything's fake that fake is in you know it's choreographed it's predetermined the the end results of the match are predetermined and mm-hmm. the whole veil that's when the whole veil really got pulled back and that's when wrestling totally changed yeah i, I so think that was like the i, I think the wrestler with the mickey work in it uh, did a really good job of showing, of sh- yes, of showing it all and the injuries and the steroids and the, you know. And, and that movie, that movie couldn't have happened unless all this shit had happened first. Well, exactly. It just kind of opened up the doors, and you know, it what, you want to know what happens. Well, this yeah. is this is one Let's version see. of it. Yeah. Yeah. 
so anyway, so that documentary, so back to the point was, this is where the documentary wasn't going to be about that, but they filmed everything. And they even had Brett wired. So when he went backstage to confront McMahon, <laughs> he, he was wired. Well, he would have to so, agree so, to be wired. You can't just automatically just snap your fingers. Okay, we're, no, no, he's no, wired no. up now. No, no. Well, they, they <laughs> said, still pissed off they, at the time. They said, let's wire you. I don't want to wear a wire. You know, I don't believe in that. Like, this is, you know, a problem between me and Vince. It has nothing to do with anyone else. Da, 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 oh, this stuff. wasn't part of the show wire. This wasn't like, okay, walks in. Okay, everyone's got their microphones and stuff. I thought you meant wired that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, 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 no. So anyway, his camera crew followed him, and they wouldn't let him into the room, So, but you can hear the audio. Oh, okay. And he goes in the room, and he says, Vince, you fucked me, and blah, blah, blah. And, and this is all captured in the documentary. And then he actually punches Vince. Gave him an uppercut, gave him a black eye, and literally like lifted him off the ground. And he punched him so hard he went flying. Right. And uh, real punch. <laughs> and yeah. And then as he's back, back, Brett's backstage, and you see all the other wrestlers. There's like Undertaker and you know all those guys. And he's like, "Did you know where you went on it? Were you were you part of fucking me over and all this?" And he's, you see all these wrestlers like you don't see them behind all being buddies, right? You never see that. Right you're seeing good guys and bad guys and they're all like brett i'm so sorry i didn't know anything about it. it's like you really got screwed over um mick foley i think was suspended after that because he sided with brett wow um yeah it was it was a fucking mess <laughs> yeah. well yeah uh, he had his share of issues too probably with with them also so oh yeah yeah it's yeah so that's how like the documentary get overtaken like something else happened in the middle of making this documentary and it ended up being about that <laughs> and the documentary is so popular it's kind of like a famous documentary now because you know right place right time it's like a cult but i think film. that's kind of with this scientology was the same thing hmm. yeah we'll definitely have to watch that might watch that uh, today or tonight so which one the scientology one yeah the wrestling with shadows would be interesting too. I don't know if it's still on there or not. Uh, I did. I think I did watch it because from what you're saying, I remember. I remember seeing it. I, I do remember seeing it. And then uh, before that, uh, I was watching the documentary on Netflix called "Hail Satan." Oh, with a question mark. With a with a question mark. <laughs> Hail Satan. Yeah. What options do I have? Well, I've got the God portion, or I've got the Satan portion. Let's see, which one should I yeah. go for? Uh, it was it, it was interesting how like it's basically about the current like the Church of Satan that was founded by uh, Anton Spander Levey like way back I don't know it was the 60s or 70s or something right like it's the same church but they're and it, it's they're probably shifting it's probably what it's probably well I mean when when you say that word I mean Church of Satan I'm sure the first thing you think is the fires of hell and you know the building is is you know, a bright red barn color type thing and you walk in and, but I th just, I, without even watching it, I would assume that because someone gives something a name, it, it, you, you're, you're kind of falsely mentally preparing yourself for something that it probably isn't. So when yes. you go into it and you go, you know what, these, these people are actually, you know, if you compare religions could because whether it's 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 satan god or or, or uh scientology or or buddhism or you know pick one there, there, there's there's enough of them out there everyone everyone has one okay so yep. uh, and they all have their their jedi diff different there's another one 
they're different shticks, right? So some of them yeah. believe in Mary, some people don't, some people believe this, some people believe that. Uh, same with the, the one for, for Satan, I'm sure. Uh, when you really delve deep into these and you kind of look at their philosophies, like I haven't really, I haven't looked myself, but I'm just figuring because sometimes things are construed a certain way. If you look at it and look at their uh, values, they're probably not the same values that you had in your head that what you thought they would have been. Exactly. And that's like uh, the shows with the gypsies and stuff. <laughs> in in your mind, you've got a certain uh, picture of them. Uh, sometimes when you do watch it, it's exactly the same picture or it's totally different. It just kind of yeah. depends. And just like in, in shows, any show, like the polygamy shows, you think, oh, this, you know, this is what you think of it. And then you watch it and go, well, you know what? That that's There's more to it. It's not just, it's not a one-way thing. There's just, there's so many variables in all these different things that makes them different. We all have a public perception of what something is. Right. And that's really what this is about. Like it's talking about what their branded church of Satan is doing like nowadays, Mm -hmm. you know, like how they've evolved. But the documentary ended up being about how the church of Satan is pushing polytheism. I think that's the right word where there should be, um, government should allow multiple religions to have a viewpoint like it it shouldn't be just you know christian or catholic or whatever i guess catholic it shouldn't just be if if you're going to institute rules in courtrooms and you know public buildings and stuff like that that all religions all religion religions should have the ability to be represented so that's what this documentary is about so if you took money for example they're not pushing their own religion right at all. In fact, what they're doing is they're saying, you know, you're discriminating against Buddhism and um, uh, you know, Church of Latter-day Saints. Like you're not, mm-hmm. you go to a government building and there's a Catholic thing there. Yeah. What about all these other religions? Like how come they're not, how come they're not being represented? So, yeah, like, like... Why is it only this one religion? Like that's not, that's, that's actually, um, what's the word? It's, it's bigoted. It's a bigoted opinion or, or something, or that's not even the right word. But you know what I mean? Like, you yeah. can't, if, if you're only going to allow one religion to be represented in a government building or the school or, or, or whatever, then um, that, that's wrong. So that's what the whole thing is about, how they're pushing for uh, it not to be a, a one religion running everything. That's not fair. You know, everyone should have a say and everyone you know everyone's a good person inside mm-hmm. if you let them be and you can't just push people back just because they're not your particular religion that you like and you can't let your religion rule the government well, like that's not fair I mean, so they, that's they, what the whole thing's about and it's really really interesting mm-hmm. i mean they have it on their money i mean in god we trust well okay well that's which they, one they say which not one? to mix politics and religion so what you've done essentially is mixed it You've put it right on the money. In God we trust. Yeah. Well, it, it doesn't say uh, uh, in you know uh, Buddha, Buddha or Allah or whatever. Like pick one. Like yeah. I said, there's there's there are a dime a dozen. <laughs> Everyone, every country, <laughs> every country seems to have their own. It's like no one can unite except for each each government. So uh, to be able to put now, I'm not too 
familiar and all the differences. I mean, there's, there's studies you can take, you know, people have, have studied religions and stuff, but, and I've never done that. So I'm not too sure what the differences are and I'm, I'm totally oblivious of it, but I'm sure that, um, each one has its own, um, well, obviously they have their own following and they have their own beliefs, but to be able to take a government and say, okay, well, we're picking this one. Well, okay, yeah. so then it's not, then it's not government anymore. It's, well, you're mixed. Like it's not government if it's if it's church. Like it's separation of church and state, right? That's the whole the whole idea. And it's like if there's no separation of church and state, then what what the hell is this? It's uh, it's an amalgamation. One's uh, one's protecting the other, <laughs> pretty much. It's like doctors and lawyers; they protect themselves. It's just religion and and politics. I'm I'm sure the politicians, at you know, kind of protect their own religion at some point because i mean you're not going to have someone from a different religion become say the president of the u.s right yes because yes. yeah they because yeah if, actually you're probably not they're probably not allowed like if you don't believe in this particular god not that politics and religion should be mixed but they are <laughs> and uh if you don't believe in in this god then you can't run pretty yeah. much is what they're saying so in that aspect it is they call it bigoted or, or, or whatever term you would use for that, which is a shame. But I'm, I know they have religions like was it is it United? I think it is, yeah. where it's just what kind of a, it's just kind of a generalized. I don't know if I don't know if that's true or not. Oh, yeah, I, I, I could be totally full of crap. Might, yeah, but uh, from what I've heard, if we are, but yeah, because I mean, United seems to be the where it's kind of mixed. It's it's not they really a, a little bit of everything, but it's not. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the lightning bolt's not going to come down and, 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 and kill you because now you're on birth control because, you know, a Catholic church doesn't believe in birth control. So, you know, you're going to burn yeah, in yeah. hell type thing. Like everyone has their, um, yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's just a mishmash. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just have... making show notes here at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There. It's like this. It's like this. Uh, I mean, bringing the world together, the best way to do it is to have a unified belief. I would think. And I think that's how they, when they elect their, 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 their presidents and whatnot, basically what they're looking for is they're trying to find everyone's, I don't want to call it a weak point and uh, try and get them to vote for them. So each, each well, in the U.S. and the States and stuff, I guess they go and they do the rallies and stuff, and they appeal to the people from that area to be able to vote for them. But you can't bend your beliefs, you know, going to one place and then having a whole different belief on, in a different place just to try and get votes. Yeah. But not everyone is the same. Everyone's different. Everyone believes in different things. And because one person doesn't believe in the other one doesn't mean you have to start a war. Yep. And uh, I think more wars were started, I think, just on religious religious beliefs. I, I think that's in, that's a, an actual fact. In history, yeah. Every, more wars are started on, on, on religious belief. Can't we just sad, all get along? <laughs> well, that's what COVID's for. Yeah. <laughs> it's forcing us to unify, you know, despite uh, religious beliefs or, you know, yeah, this is... we all have to help each other out. Or if we don't, like, it, 
it, it's interesting. It's unifying the world in, in different ways. I'm seeing pictures online of uh, different nations that were never friends that are, you know, working with each other to. Right. It's nice to see you know, that. It's too bad that the only thing that really sells is chaos. Mm-hmm. Um, the only time you can really see, you know, puppies and fluff is usually on Facebook and a lot of people watch them. So obviously it's a good thing and why not just keep the ball rolling and, um, let's, let's, you know, do some positive sides all the time, uh, you know, yeah. at least, a, you know, something, not doom and gloom so all the time. You there, there's, there, yeah, there's lots of negatives about this COVID thing, obviously deaths and people getting sick and all that stuff, but. I, I think it's very important for us to, you know, to pull the pos- as many positives as we can out of this. And so we don't all go crazy, but I mean, and, um, I get to spend time with my kids. I mean, that's, that's a positive. It, it's forcing more family time uh, in a lot of homes, which is, which is good because we're so distracted mm-hmm. with all the things we have to go out and do. And there, you know, there's so many schedules and, you know, this kid's got hockey and this kid's got basketball. And it's like, there's so many things we have to go out and do. And there's so many obligations mm-hmm. that we're not in, we're not taking the time to enjoy anything. We're too busy doing instead of enjoying things. We're not smelling, you know, stop and smell the roses. Well, we're not doing that. Well, while we are now, it's like, I'm, I found myself appreciating things that I didn't appreciate before. Yeah. It's a, it's a whole new dynamic. If, if you're used to it's, running you know, around all the time, you know, bringing, say, your kids to sports and stuff, and now all of a sudden you're home, you don't have to rush around. You don't have to hurry up. Okay, well, i got to get home from work. Yeah. It's hard to make supper. Okay, we got to get you ready. Okay, well, well you know, your, 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 your knee pads or whatever are, are crapped out. Now we're going to buy some more. Like, just the whole, the whole dynamic of it and just staying home and spending time with, with, with those people is, is, is different. I mean, unfortunately, you have the houses that have people that that are normally abused and now they're kind of locked up with their abusers that oh my god i didn't think of that todd that is oh um, man that's the un, th- that's really unfortunate that's that's the the really the bad side of 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 this but and then there's there's also people who who normally um uh, like depression and stuff and with this going on i'm i'm sure it doesn't help mhm and it's good to have the ties open um, with with people you know or, or groups that are that are available that you can. Uh, I mean, you can't physically go there, but you know if you could at least go to a place, a forum, or or, or a live something where you can actually um, talk to people. And um, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I just kinda, oh. <laughs> I just kind of went, I just kind of slid off the off the cliff there, but. That's okay. Well, I think we're going to cap it off here. I'm actually, I've, I've logged in, uh, just logged into work and I'm just going to do a little bit of work and then I'm going to go build a bike. Build a bike. Yep. I have a, we bought two bikes. We bought a bike for each kid mm-hmm. and um, Ellie wasn't old enough. Now I get a really good deal at the time. So I'm like, well, let's buy Ellie's now. Training wheels? I never assembled. Yeah, I had training wheels, yeah, but really? we never assembled it. So we just built Abby's bike, but Ellie's old enough now, but my bike pumps are all broke. Oh, I left them in the garage this winter and now they don't work anymore. So I don't know if the cold. Uh, the cup piece that goes up and down is probably shrunk from the cold. So it's probably not grabbing the sides to be able to build up any yeah, pressure. It's not Actually, grabbing, if yeah, you, if you bring it inside yeah. for a little bit, it might, you know, overnight. You can try it. You think it so? It, it, it wouldn't yeah. hurt. <laughs> it wouldn't yeah, hurt. I'll give it a shot. Yeah. 
I mean, it's it's been nice. It was nice for a couple of weeks, so I thought it would have been you know warm enough in the garage. But what was it yesterday? Um, but anyway, yeah. what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go to the gas station, and I think I should be able to just fill up the tires there anyway. Yeah, you just have to find a gas station that uh, the the only one that I found that actually you don't have to pay is co-op. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's the only one I ever go to. So yeah, yeah, nice people there. Yeah, <laughs> get free air. <laughs> yeah, free air. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm gonna sign off here, and I'm just saving my show notes. I'm gonna email myself and uh, throw it in the Dropbox, and I'm gonna try to have it out there for Monday. Right. Um, I'm I'm not gonna spoil what's happening tomorrow to our audience, but something very special is happening on Saturday night. Da, da, um, da. I don't know when, when we're allowed to spoil it, but I'm very excited. Saturday night. Yeah. Saturday at nine. Oh, at nine. I thought you said Saturday night. <laughs> I'm thinking Saturday night. <laughs> well, nine o'clock Saturday night. Oh. Oh, wait. I must have misread that. I thought it was uh, 9 a.m. No, no, no. 9 p.m. Oh, 9 p.m. My mistake. Yeah. My mistake. Um, yeah. Saturday at nine. It all has to do with. Well, it all has to do with. Yeah, it says being in bed. It, it says Saturday at nine. Oh, I didn't specify. I'm sorry. Nine p.m. PM. Okay. Good, good to know. So I'll, I might have a few drinks tonight then. <laughs> I don't yeah. Have to worry about getting up in the morning. Uh, I drank the last of the booze last night. I've got nothing left. <laughs> I just started. I had, a mom- I had a mimosa. Like, oh god. Yeah. You, you <laughs> remember my thing? You remember the uh, the rum that I had brought out to? Um... Decon. No. Um... Mm-hmm. Out to Manny's, um, out in, um, oh yeah, like the Bonnie, like the Bonnie, yeah, the same stuff. So I, oh, okay. I, I tried a, a drink of that last night and I got some of that, you know, that bubbly water, buble yep. or whatever they call it, bubbly. Yeah, I tried it with that to see what it tastes like, but I, my taste buds are shot, so I couldn't really taste it, but I, I had a little bit of it. Well, you and, can feel the sting though, yeah, and it just kind of, yeah kind of drags out a little bit in the morning i forgot i forgot what alcohol kind of does so this is this is <laughs> yep. my this is my rough morning voice ah <laughs> uh, that's why all right mm. <laughs> all right um throw it in the thing and i'm going to try to do something with it tonight tomorrow tonight we're actually going to do board games through uh skype oh nice oh have you tried zoom friends have you tried this zoom one that people are talking about no his I'm mom. Sure, what the if you look on mom's Facebook, you'll see they had they had a, a thing where there's four of them on the screen, and they're all having wine, and it was a Zoom call. And I've heard a few things. I guess classrooms. There's different people that use this this new program instead of Skype. So it's got like four, at least four screens, and you can see. And it, I don't know if it's a better better quality than Skype, but it'd be be uh, definitely worth uh, looking into. Well, I was talking to Stan from Witch Police, and he, um, I was, I was mentioning we use, we were, we use Skype for a few, mm-hmm. and uh, he says, "Oh man, I'm using Messenger." He's recording from Messenger. Okay. Well, hey, if it works, it, it's it, that's good. He says it's it's better. There's no lag. There's no nothing. There's no issues. I'm like, really? Yeah. So, and the, the audio that came out uh, on those episodes, like I listened to a bunch. Like, holy shit, this is great. So this is the messenger, like what we use for video. Say when, yeah. when I was, yeah. when you're, when the kids were 
we're doing yeah stuff. and he just goes yeah. he goes out to his zoom okay yeah. his computer and then that's it yeah. it's like shit yeah because you can use either audio or audio and video so we're just going to be using right. audio I would, I would assume yeah 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 yeah, yeah just use the audio and then you're fine that's what he's been doing cool that'll i think he's done some video too but he also used instagram there's a way to do instagram yeah that'll it be came the... out not too bad as long as it's going out to your zoom yeah you know I, I, yeah yeah it, it'd be the same signal it'd be coming off my phone anyway so well, maybe we'll um sylvia and i look at zoom today and see if that's worthwhile but then you have to sign up and i don't know yeah well we, we can try the messenger one yeah yeah well, well we'll see what that looks like and see if we're happy with it and if not then we can kind of mess around we got to do another one with Corey soon yeah always trying new technology be here today but he had to work today <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah. yeah all right well sign off we'll see you on the flip side all right, sir. Like I said, send me the file. You got some some shit to watch. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can report back. All right, then. Yeah. We'll talk to you later. Okay. Have a great day. Hey. Yeah, you okay. too. All right. Bye. Bye.